0: Hey, what's happening, y'all? How are you guys doing out there? Hey, thanks so much for your support. Thanks for tuning in again. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, make sure you go ahead and do that real quick. And uh, and welcome back for all of you that have and you're uh, listening here again, super excited uh, to continue on with this series. We've got another awesome, awesome interview coming up, and I cannot wait to introduce him to you. But I want to give a quick shout out to all those that have been supporting us for these events. Really appreciate your time. Uh, for those of you that um, have not heard, we are doing seminars now. We're branching out into a bunch of different states. We may be in yours very soon, so be on the lookout, okay? Make sure you're hitting activedutypassiveincome.com or our forum or Facebook page, um, right, to make sure that you're included in the loop. Uh, and then you're also on the email list, right? So you're added to a whole bunch of awesome things we have coming out. Uh, super excited to. Uh, To really start building this traction and seeing you guys face to face, because this is what it's all about, right? We are community, and we cannot wait to meet every single one of you guys. And also, as of course, you always know that you have the resource available out there for scheduling a call uh, with me or the team. Text house hacking to 999 and you'll be able to take advantage of that. All right, so. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, I would be remiss without mentioning that the podcast awards are coming up, right? 2019 Podcaster Awards are coming up, and we are excited to be in the running. Uh, We're hoping that you guys can help support us. If you like the show, uh, if it's something that you would recommend more people see, uh, that you hit the link in the show notes page below and give us a nomination, uh, when the nomination opens up. I believe it opens up July 1st, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, but we've got a link in the show notes page to, for how you can uh, get access to that and get a reminder when it is open. So thank you so much uh, for that support. Um, every uh, vote that we collect, right, and and every little way that we can uh, get our podcast out there is another way that more veterans and more uh, active duty folks can, can uh, hear what we're doing, hear what we got going on, and and uh, spread this message right out there cuz you guys know it's out, it's equally as important as as we know all right so anyway thanks so much for your support as always and let's go ahead and start the show Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I'm super excited to have Bud Evans on the line. What's going on, Bud? How you doing, Mike? Doing great, doing great. Uh, hey, I wanted to. Uh, whoa, hang on. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, my bad. I have no idea where the heck I was taking that one. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and backtrack. All right, take one, take two. Here it is. <laughs> Three, two. One. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I'm super excited. I've got Bud Evans on the line. What's going on, Bud? How you doing, Mike? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, You're up in New Jersey, right? Yes, I am. Outstanding, man. All those taxes. Must love it. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's really cool, man. Uh, So, Bud Evans, he is the managing partner of JKS Homes, and he's a real estate investor and as well as an Army veteran and police officer, right?
1: Air Force. Air Air Force force veteran. Air Force, yes. Awesome.
0: Air Force veteran and then former police officer. Uh, Honestly, mad, mad respect to my boys in blue. I was from New York City, uh, and I have, you know, huge respect uh, for the the cops up there. And so I have great respect for anyone that takes on that line of work uh, because that is a lot of work in and of itself. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, man, for sure. So do you mind giving us a little bit about your military background and then how you got started in investing?
1: Yeah, not a problem. Um, So I joined active duty military back in 1987 uh, under Ronald Reagan. I was inspired. Uh, The next thing I knew under Graham and Rudman, they had some budget cuts around 1989. They gave me the opportunity to either um, figure out what I was doing next or sign up again for another four to six years. So they cut my tour short in 1990. I found myself in the Pennsylvania Air National Guard in Horsham, 111th um, Fighter Wing. Back then we had A-10s. I was an ammo troop, so there's nothing more happy uh, than a you know uh, for an ammo troop than going and working on the one of the best airframes and one of the most armed air, aircrafts in the inventory. So right. the A-10 was the place for me. So I jumped at the opportunity. A couple of years later, after uh, working some jobs and going to college, I wound up as a police officer in 1993 in Radnor Township, Pennsylvania, which is a great area. Uh, it's so wealthy we actually imported our crime, which is uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, million-dollar homes. I mean, we had a, we had a, a Delaware County housing project there, but um, the majority of our issues were uh, burglaries and drug-related. Mm. Um, from outside, not, not generally residents.
0: Right. Right. So from
1: 1993 until 2004, I was in the guard and working as a police officer in Radnor while going to school full-time coaching hockey, full-time a referee. um, And well, I mean, I say full-time, but it was supposed to be a part-time job. Yeah. Air quotes. Uh, I wound up working five days a week, four hours a day doing the hockey thing. Uh, teaching youth hockey to kids. Wow. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I wound up uh, 15 total years in ammo and then moved into contracting where I earned an associate's degree in contracts management. Um, 2004. So in 2003, I was deployed to Iraq um, and decided, you know, after 9 11, I was kind of looking at um, making the transition back to the active duty military anyway. In 2003, when I was deployed again, uh, my third deployment, I was deployed to Iraq. <clears throat> um, I decided that was it, I'd had enough. So I applied and was accepted into the uh, Active Guard and Reserve Program, AGR Program, at Horsham as a Contracts Management Specialist. Um, the irony was that in 2007, while I was a Master Sergeant, I was asked to deploy again. I uh, wound up in Al-Assad Air Base, um, just north of the Sunni Triangle, um, and supporting operations from there as both an ammo troop and a contracts manager. So I was uh, making purchases for the Air Force while at Al-Assad, while I was running uh, the munitions line out on out at Al-Assad. Um, I did that until about 2008. I guess I did a good enough job because somebody thought I'd make a good lieutenant. The next thing I know, I'm putting in my packet, and they're offering me a commission, and I'm, you know, my head was spinning. But
0: there you go. Hey,
1: look, the name of the company is Just Keep Swimming, right? Uh, my, my my attitude is, you jump in the deep end, and then you try to get yourself down to where you can, you know, stand. So here <laughs> here we are, 2008. I become a lieutenant. 2009, I go away to intelligence uh, training. Um, I come back to a brand new mission in 2011, which was an air operations group of strategic planning for Mm USAFE. Five years after that, um, so I may be the only guy in the military ever to lose his job twice. (laughs) So we wound up uh, being BRAC. Uh, So when I came back in in 2008, I was a lieutenant. I was the uh, officer in charge of intelligence for the A-10 unit. And since we were BRAC, I lost my job i had to find a new place to live so i wound up uh, moving into finance for about uh no kidding maybe 45 to 120 days or something like that right until we got a brand new mission where i I moved over and i became the chief of intelligence for uh air operations Uh, fast forward another four and a half years uh we started an rpa unit um (laughs) remotely piloted aircraft i mean the majority of your listeners, I'm sure, understand all the acronyms and the, acronyms in the uh, <laughs> uh, initialisms, right? Right. So I wound up in an RPA unit, and I'm still at Horsham as the uh, deputy senior intelligence officer for operations there. Um, uh, I've been doing that for a while. But uh, now, the real estate aspect of all of this, I wound up in some odd twist of fate, moving from Pennsylvania after Afghanistan in uh, 2013. My wife decided she wanted to be closer to family. I have family in Philadelphia, so we moved to New Jersey because it's right across the bridge. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I really had, um, <laughs> I don't want to say that I didn't have any desire to move to Jersey, but I really, I was, I'm a Pennsylvania guy, you know. I, I've traveled all over the place, but that's Pennsylvania right. I've always considered my home. But New Jersey offered me an opportunity to run for local government. So I wound up, um, I, so I moved into, into Jersey in 2014, and I wasn't exactly happy with the way things were progressing here um, in South Jersey, so I decided I wanted to make a change. So I I got involved in some local boards, and the next thing I know, I was running for township committee, and then within a year after being elected to township committee, I, I was the mayor of Cinnamon Township. I don't what? even know how that happened. I still
0: don't know what? how it happened. <laughs> that is awesome, man. <laughs> Came into Jersey and is like, you know what? Things need to change around here. I'm going to become mayor. Let's make this yeah. happen.
1: <laughs> and and here I am, right? Still sitting in and Township, but things being what they are, um, you know, there are certain guidelines that you cannot break. So even though I'm a traditional guardsman, technically, uh, and I, I'm on contingency orders all the time. So my technician followed me. So when I transitioned into the air op- or from the air operations group into the um, into the RPA unit, I was told uh, you can no longer hold public office. So in June of 2018, I had to step down, which I was perfectly fine with. Um, wow. You know, hey, look, man, you know, integrity, service before self, and excellence in all we do. I was servicing everyone. I mean, no kidding. I was right. serving 40 to 50 hours a week for, um, about $300 a month, um, which I didn't mind doing because I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to help this township out. And I, I think I did. In, in six months, we had a lot of economic development. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of, uh, planning and zoning issues that we took care of. Um, we, we held taxes off, at least at the township level, the school districts we had no control over. But what I found I had a penchant for was economic development. Um, I really, really enjoyed sitting there with uh, people who were developing residential and commercial projects in my town. When they told me that I couldn't be the mayor anymore and I was given three days to resign, because that's the way the military works, um, I decided I was going to get into real estate investment. And here I am. Uh, I started in about, I started doing the homework, um, I guess around the January of twenty eighteen time frame. Right. Really started to dive in around June. And by October, I had kind of jumped onto the bandwagon there and decided, hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit around anymore. Now it's time to move. Bought my first property uh in at the end of October and that just uh that just sold. Awesome. So uh about six months later it was uh so the uh I'll give you the real quick numbers. It was a one fifteen purchase a 75 expected expected because you know things always happen
0: of course right expected
1: to be about $75,000 worth of rehab and an expected ARV of $250,000 numbers flipped add 30 on one end add 15 on the other so I wound up at um about 205 we had a chimney fall through the ceiling and then we found an underground oil tank for some reason they like to bury oil tanks in new jersey who knew i, I didn't wow know. okay so uh and then um but i, I put it on the market for nine nine, and just uh just went the contract and we closed on the 23rd for 265 okay all right um yeah uh since then i've i have um additional rentals and I'm at under contract right now to purchase a duplex by the end of May we're waiting for uh, assessment on the property and I, I have a bid in on a, another flat at this point so um, I went from not really knowing much about real estate to 1.2 million dollars in assets in just under six months that is
0: awesome, man. <laughs> well done for sure. I mean, honestly, and, and you know, what's crazy. It's that a lot of people think that, you know, it takes a long time to become successful at real estate or to, you know, to have a few successful transactions. I mean, I know that you're not there yet. You know, you're definitely still progressing, but I mean, to have have already accumulated as much as you've had, that's awesome, you know, for such a short amount of time. Thank you. and and it's crazy you know how, how you know one thing leads to another i mean you went from you know serving in the military to you know now being a mayor right of a town that's crazy right to learning that you really loved economic development and then going into real estate investing that's that's solid you know and you're definitely yeah. going to have a lot of personal hand in that development in your area
1: which is- and i was just promoted to major i'm still serving there you I'm still go. working my regular, you know, my regular shift.
0: That's true. So there you it, go. It can be
1: done in spare time. You just got to be willing to dedicate yourself to it.
0: Amen to that. Amen to that. And budget your time wisely, which is, uh, which is, you know, it's probably good. That's, that's a great question. You know, can you maybe enlighten us on some of the, on some of your perspective on how you manage your time as far as, you know, putting in the time that you have in service and your extracurricular. And then of course, in investing. Like how do you
1: absolutely? Um, So I I use there's a book called Get Things Done, um, which and I use that I use that method. Um, Essentially, a calendar is for appointments and appointments only. Set yourself up with an action list. Uh, Set yourself up with um, another list of things that you're waiting for from other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Set yourself up with your long term projects. That's another list. And then the last thing is your wish list. Right. So for example, um, uh, like today I have on my, on my action plan, um, I need to, well, my calendar, let's start with that. So that's the first thing that you're really looking at. So tonight I have a 6.45 appointment with the real estate agent. I'm helping someone out of, a, um, out of a pre-foreclosure situation. I'm doing this for nothing. It's just a friend of a friend who asked me to help. So uh, I set up the appointment with the real estate agent. I set up the appointment with an attorney and I set up an appointment with the individual who's selling his property so that he doesn't go into full foreclosure. That's on my calendar. My action list is to make a phone call at um, such and such a time. And I have on my action list, these are the three points that I'm going to discuss relative to this particular situation. Uh, The thing that I'm waiting on from someone else is I'm waiting for, uh, in this particular case, I'm waiting for the lawyer to get back to me with the amount of time we have remaining before this goes into full foreclosure because he just got his notice. Um, on my projects list, I have, uh, for example, um, Garfield Avenue, which is uh, the um, the bid that I told you that I put in, uh, and under that project, that will kick in a whole bunch of different action items at a later time, and then something on my wish list is um, Air Command and Staff College, which I need to make 05. But that's not yet. I know that's off in the future. Right. Uh, you know, rinse, cycle, repeat. You, you knock things off your action list. And the big, the, the big thing that I find is if you find that something is going to take you less than a couple of minutes. Just do it. If someone says, hey, bud, I need this. Hey, bud, I need, you know, the number of days that you require for next year. Well, I already have that on my desktop. I know exactly what I need for my guys next year. How many days, how many dollars, You know, right. what schedules are going to look like. So it's very easy for me to just right click on that thing and share or send You know, and, and drop it into an email and send it off. It's it's really no big deal. Um, but that won't wind up on my action item. Action item is, hey, develop the schedule for the number of days and dollars that I need a month from now. And that's on my action item list.
0: That's really solid, you know, and that's very, very clear and specific. You know what I mean? I, and I think that's uh, that's amazing because, you know, we talk often about, you know, developing those SMART goals, developing stuff that's attainable. And it sounds to me like you've done that, you know, like you've created your actionable goals. Your actionable goals are specific and, you know, it helps you achieve them. You um, know, also uh, Eric Upchurch always talks about writing stuff down and it's huge, so you know you include that in your in your plan as well, and so that's that's solid. I that's a lot of really good advice um you know how do you handle distractions that come up you know like I mean the random life distractor distractions or you know deviations from the plan i mean is, is there a system that you have for that as well
1: uh, yeah it happens all the time, doesn't it you know um, all the time it's it's like they say um well first off i I had no idea what Mercury in retrograde was until I got hit in the face with it. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all, but I had, I had a – no kidding. I, yeah, I went hit with a flyer's retrograde. game, <laughs> oh, no. and I'm sitting there, and I'm going, oh, my God, everything is absolutely the, – the worst possible situations that could be occurring are occurring. And um, so uh, the, the person that I was talking to was uh, – she said to me, you know, um, you shouldn't be making business decisions right now. I said, "What's that?" She, she, Merch, Mercury in retrograde. I, I she slapped me in the face with that, and and I looked it up, and I'm going, "Oh my goodness, this is absolutely crazy." Um, uh, so I'm sorry. I'll, I'll go back to to your question. What do I do? <laughs> um, so I will. No kidding. Um, I will close my door, uh, and I, I, I hate I hate to do it, um, but occasionally it needs to happen. When I'm at work and I have uh, OPRs and EPRs, which everyone knows that, that they're out of control right now. Um, the bullet points and the design and all of this stuff, and there's gotta be so many letters in a, in a block. And if I have too many of those things going on, I will no kidding. You know, major's busy. I close my door. Do not bother me, you know, knock and I'll tell you to come back. Um, (laughs) That that's one way, but when you're at home, things are slightly different, especially mm-hmm. because I'm a home-based office. Um, so I will no kidding, you know, excuse myself and let my wife. I have a, a 27-year-old son. My mother-in-law lives with me. We have two dogs. I mean, sometimes the house gets a little busy. Yep. So I will excuse mm-hmm. myself and go down into the basement. Um, my my office is no kidding. My kitchen table. Um, I do have an office down, downstairs, but I like to be around my family. So. Mm. I find myself doing a lot of work at the kitchen table, but I will, I will excuse myself and just walk downstairs and I won't, I won't be bothered for a period of time. Um, right. I, and I hate to cut people off, but that's kind of what you have to do. You have to put your phone on, do not disturb for a period of time. Um, plug your headphones in. Uh, I do binaural beats, which is, you know, I plug that stuff in. It's like white noise. I can't hear anything around me and I get laser focused.
0: Nice. There you go. And, and it's that compartmentalization of that focus that is really important. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's valuable, you know, we learn it in the military and so almost, it's almost like we forget about it and how to apply it in real life. Sometimes, you know, we know that when there's a situation and we have to deal with it well, we deal with that situation before we move on to the next, it's simple, right? I mean, you can do it in life, but you know, like you said, sometimes it gets a little difficult where you have to almost tune people out. And it doesn't feel all that good, but, you know, you got to do it sometimes, right? Get
1: it done. Well, you said the magic word. It's simple, right? You know what the difference is between simple and easy.
0: (laughs) That is true. You know what I mean? That's a great point.
1: (laughs) Simple is a formula. That's, it doesn't get any more simple than that. The execution of said formula, that's not always easy.
0: Right. (laughs) It's so true, man. So, so true. Awesome. So, uh, so just to bring this back onto real estate investing, I want to touch on a little bit of, um, you know, some of the, the terms that you mentioned when you're talking about flipping in general, right? So you had mentioned about ARV. Do you mind explaining that just real brief?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's the after repair value. So essentially what you do is uh, you, you look around. Now I have networked, um, no kidding, ad nauseum with different real estate agents in different areas and establish relationships with those people. uh, And I can call pretty much any one of them and say, Hey, if this were this way, how much would I get in the open market? Mm -hmm. Um, And now the majority of them know now because I've shown them my templates, um, what my scopes of work, um, what my properties will look like upon completion. Uh, So I have, like white shaker cabinets, granite countertops, um, tile backsplash, uh, every bathroom that I have has, um, you know, niches in the showers. Uh, if it's a full two bathroom, you know, and, and checklist, 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 right? So I go down the checklist and I say, this is what I'm going to be doing in this property. And they will tell me, okay, well in that area for that square footage, that number of bedrooms, that number of bathrooms with the upgrades that you're talking about, your house will sell for $275,000. Okay. Outstanding. Um, and I, I don't, so several things you look at, you look at the sold. That's your number one. That's your criteria, right? right? This house sold for this and it had this many bedrooms, this many bathrooms, and it had this, uh, this list of upgrades that I can bank on. Pendings are okay in the area currently. What are these houses being listed for? How long have they been on the market? Um, that's how I determine what price point I'm going to be at. But after repair value is based on sold comps, comparables, houses like yours in that area and what the relative value would be to those properties.
0: Awesome. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and, and it's, and like you said too, you know, you have that checklist that you can go down, which is great. I think that's uh, super important. And I mean, it very, very um, it shows that you are a very systems oriented guy. Uh, and I think that systems are super important to, to helping folks out. Um, so my question so my next question is, you know, for those that are just trying to get started into flipping, where do you think they should start? You know, is there a certain. um like, you know, book they, they could read or education source they could follow? Or do you think networking is the best way to start? Just kind of going into those meetups and, and talking to those experienced flippers in their area.
1: I got my first flip networking at uh, South Jersey Real Estate Investment Association, (SJREIA). <clears throat> um, I actually met someone who rarely goes to meetings. We just had a chance encounter, got the, their um, website met them at one of the properties, looked at it, realized that the numbers were slightly off, but we were within you know, a percentage. Um, mm-hmm. The next property that I went into, I bought. And I bought, at this point, I bought two properties from him. He's you know, just a wholesaler that I network with. So if he finds something in the inventory that's in my price point, um, and I have two of them. I have ones that I'll flip, and I have ones that I'll hold. So yeah, uh, networking is the key. Networking is absolutely the key. Uh, get a mentor. Find someone who um, does well. Uh, you know, uh, Brandon Green, right? Find somebody whose problem you can solve. Bring that. You bring that solution. You know, hey, listen, I think that you have this perceived problem. This is my solution. Right. I think I can do this for you. And follow that guy. If you can solve a person's problems, guess what? You're going to be their best friend. They're going to tell you everything they possibly can. Um, and the one thing that I've really found out about this, uh, particular, um, you know, uh, job set is that, um, man, people talk that there's, it's not a competition. It's not, I had breakfast the other day with a guy, we bid on the exact same house and we were laughing about, you know, I don't, if he gets the house, I'm still going to get the house. If he buys the house, he's going to wholesale it to me. If I buy the house, I'm going to, I'm going to you know, flip it myself. So either way I'm going to wind up with this property. I don't, I don't really care. It's not, it's not a competition in that way. So, and we were networking on properties that, Hey, what fits your criteria North? What fits your criteria South? What fits your criteria farther South? Um, So yeah, man, networking is, is, is key.
0: Awesome, man. Outstanding. And that's, and that's true. That's what we preach all the time, preach all the time, education and networking. So that's great, but uh, thank you so much, man, for your time. what's What's going on, and what's next for you, for you and the company?
1: Well, right now I'm uh, I'm finishing up. Oh, oh man, here's here's a great one. So I, I wound up. Um, well, I'm I'm currently in the process of trying to buy a duplex, but I'm finishing up on a current rental that is uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, I wound up picking this place up for um, seventy nine thousand dollars. was uh, um, in in Palmyra, New Jersey. <coughs> I uh, I reached out. And um, someone reached out to me, actually, and said, hey, listen, I'm looking at this property that you're building and I'm interested. And I said, well, you know, I I use this website and, you know, you got to file an application and blah, blah, blah. And she said, well, can I ask you a question? I said, yes. She she said, I noticed on the ad that was posted that you said veteran's preference. Um, I said, well, yeah, if, if you are a military veteran and you need a place to live, then I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to. I knock money off the price of the rent. So I will give a military discount to people who want to rent my properties. Um, <clears throat> she told me that she has PTSD, severe anxiety, came home from Iraq, was a mess, lost her job. Uh, they fired her because she was finding herself um, curled up in the fetal position in the corner of her room, couldn't get out of, couldn't, you know, couldn't get out of her house uh and as a thanks uh the gentleman uh, gentleman i use that term loosely uh beat her and threw her out of the house wow Um, so uh she wound up at the va getting 70 percent disability getting her essentially her life back to a degree we got her set up with uh section eight um but she is living in a homeless shelter in philadelphia right now with two kids so um i took the house off the market and told her that this, you know, we're going to, we're going to work this out. We're going to get this, we're going to get this job done. We're going to get this project finished. And this is your property. This is your house. You're going to live here. Um, I am not a nonprofit and I am not a section eight landlord, but, um, yeah, this, and we got to look out for each other. Right. Um, we're the, we're the 1% who write the check. It's blank. So (coughs) I'm, I'm sitting there looking at a, at a young lady who, you know, who's taking the, she's taking the worst of it and she's, she's trying to make it better. So yeah, we got her section eight. We got her squared away. Um, she's going to be moving into my property. Uh, hopefully by the end of this month at the latest. And then um, all I got to do is get uh, CL and section eight approval and she'll be moving in. So um, yeah, wow, that's, that's, that's right. That's right now. And then I've got a duplex that I'm working on. And then hopefully this is comes through. We'll see.
0: That's phenomenal, bud. That is absolutely phenomenal. Goodness, man, you are a hell of a guy and you're absolutely right. You know, we got to take care of our own. And it's kind of sad, you know, that, you know, some of us are out there um, either with a lack of education or a lack of resources or both, you know, and it's, yeah. and it, it's sad, but, um, but, you know, fortunately for us, there are phenomenal folks like you out there that are willing to make the difference and step up. So um, nice. good on you, man. Good on you. And best of luck with that. Damn, man. But that was awesome. Awesome, awesome podcast. So much amazing information. Really appreciate it. I want to take you into our bonus round because we're running out of time. But um, but so, first question for you What is your favorite book? And you might have already mentioned it. Uh, but if you've got another one you want to toss out.
1: Oh, then. yeah. I've got a bunch of them, man. Listen, I, I will tell you this, uh, especially in this day of age. Now, I could tell you uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Richest Man in Babylon. I've read all that stuff. Uh, I read a lot. Uh, something that I think that any. Uh, aspiring business owner or someone who runs wants to run a company should, um, should definitely read his extreme ownership, uh, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, Navy SEALs. Uh, it is no kidding by far. Um, and it's not like a, Hey, so there I was, you know, in Iraq doing this. and Right. No, it's not that it is. These are the lessons I've learned. This is why leadership in a certain way works. This is what I found as far as, you know, um, and they provide examples. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic book and it's a great guideline for how to run your own business. If, if there is a mistake made by my general contractor, it is not my general contractor's fault, it is my fault. Mm-hmm. I didn't either follow up or my instructions weren't clear enough. Um, it is, I mean, that's the military way, right? If you don't right. take ownership of your own actions, then, you know, shame on you.
0: Right, exactly. That's true, man. and that is a phenomenal book. You guys definitely need to read it. It's been mentioned a couple of times on this podcast, so there's no excuses pick it up. <laughs> Outstanding, man. Uh, question number two: who's your biggest hero and why?
1: um you, you know I, I this is um this is not, it's, it's not an easy question, right? Um, you can you can go down the line with people who have influenced me throughout my life and you know but there's only been one that stuck with me through the entire the entirety of it and that's my wife um military spouses man so <laughs> i don't care if you're a man or a woman if you're following somebody around who may not be there and i look i i, I was talking to uh, my colonel the other day who he was in serbia and he got 36 hours of notice you know um that's that's a tough pill to swallow so oh yeah by the way uh, I just got notified that I'll be gone in three days mm. and I won't be back for you know six months, a year, whatever. Uh, right. I mean, it's, so my wife has been uh, my rock and my foundation. And as anybody knows, you've got to have a great foundation to build anything, that, any structure that's going to be sound.
0: Yes, you, you know? do. Yes, you Amen. do. Amen to that, brother. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, last question: uh, If you have three nuggets of wisdom to give to those who are just getting started, what would it be?
1: Um, don't overanalyze. Um, you are going to find that you will nine times out of ten, if your instincts, especially your audience, if your instinct, if your instincts are telling you that the numbers work and you've done the math, jump in. Just jump in. Uh, make it work. Uh, second, read everything you possibly can about this business because every little nugget that you pick up, you will find later on at some point that you know the smarter you are or the more well led you are, uh, the the easier. I don't want to say the less mistakes. You'll make mistakes. Everybody's going to make mistakes, but the less mistakes you'll make, and if you do make mistakes, it's easier to overcome. Right. Um, the last thing. Once again, leaning on the fact that, you know, uh, my military background has led me into a position of success in this business. Find a system that works for you and just execute, execute your system. Um, Look, uh, you know, the military way is this any best laid plan, everyone always forgets that the enemy gets a vote. (laughs) So here's the deal, man Um, go out there, make your plans, set yourself up for success. Your your success is earned before you actually make the purchase. Mm. So get your get your get your system down. Figure out how you're going to do it. Uh, make the decision to do it, then do it.
0: Amen. Outstanding. Solid three points there, and amazing amazing wisdom given on this uh, podcast. But thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, you know, best of luck to you and your business partners out there. Um, and then for, you know, of course, that, that awesome, you know, good deed that you're doing for
1: that uh, that young veteran. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. I'm a big fan, Mike. <laughs>
0: thanks. I'm a big fan of you too, man. Hopefully I'll see you on top, you know, the mayor again, once you're finally ready to hang
1: <laughs> We'll see about that. If I do it, it won't be in Jersey. I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, all right. All right. Take good care, bud.
1: All right. Thanks, Mike.
0: Bye. All right. All right. Who else is running for office, man? I'm telling you. Oh, thanks so much, bud, for coming on the show. That was epic. I really, really appreciate the advice. And, hey, make sure that you guys get in touch with him. Uh, like head up to our forum, Start the Spark. You can head to www.activedutypassiveincome.com and see what other resources that we can help connect you with. Also, make sure that you take a look at the VA loan module, right, the VA loan uh, mastery course that we've developed there If you want to learn more about your VA loan Benefits and how you can use them to leverage Wealth and get started on your journey And schedule a call with us Right? House hacking Just go ahead and text house hacking to 444-999 Schedule a call with me and we can Talk about some strategies that we can help you Get started with today So you can take action and stop waiting Around to start your Financial freedom journey, Alright I'll catch you guys later. I'm out of time. Bye.